What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 121 of Little Root Lessons. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. What's up, dude? Not a whole lot. You're in a in a new location now. I, I am. Uh, we finally got internet at the new house. Um, we have the office mostly set up. There's, there's still some stuff I need to clean up in the office, and uh, my desk isn't quite how I want it set up, but... You know, we're we're making do with what we got right now. Yep. I I'm gonna be ordering uh, a new adapter for my Ethernet port and hopefully that'll fix my internet issues. Uh so then I can start streaming to the YouTube. Hopefully. Um <laughs> I'm gonna get an adapter for my third monitor so I can have that accessible as well. Um yeah, there's there's a lot of plans I have for this setup once once i get everything up and going as well as you know like cleaning up everything in here to make it fill out i probably want to soundproof this room a little bit too um i don't kind of echoey i don't think so but i would rather be safe than sorry Uh, especially if i am going to be here long term which is the current plan i'm just making this into like a recording studio i don't know uh if it's actually visible but i do have a closet back here behind me and like it's very much full of junk right now, but I would like to eventually, uh, Tiff and I have joked about it, of like clearing out one of the closets and just setting up in there and that being my recording studio and everything. Because, dude, it's big enough I could fit my desk in there if I really needed to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, I told I, her I, I was going to do it to <laughs> the one in the bedroom, which is, uh, this one in the, the office is much longer than it is wide. Uh-huh. Whereas that one is more square, so I could actually do it. But, yeah, it, it's, like, obviously a long shot of things that might want to happen eventually, but probably not. Yeah. Uh, I could do that here in this room. This room's got a very wide closet I could do that in, mm-hmm. but I also just like being able to sit and not have to feel like I'm in an enclosed space like that. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, like, you know, I, I don't have a problem with, like, claustrophobia or anything like that. So, like, it went bother me um but you know obviously i do i do like having you know open space Mm -hmm. uh being able to eventually expand this out and getting rid of some of this junk in here that's still in here would be preferred so yeah yeah you know i i am happy that we have everything mostly ready and to the point where i can start doing things and um i am going to be back doing laddering this week so expect that on uh, next Wednesday, the the sixth is going to be my first one back, right? Uh, if you're if you're back to doing laddering, it's going to be the 29th this week. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, if you're back this I, week, you're doing I, it on the 29th. I will, I will not have one ready by this week because we're we're cleaning out the apartment uh, the next couple days just to make sure everything's done. So I'll be back the sixth. There you go. I'm about Oops. to say. When you were telling me you were going to come back this week, I was like, "That's awfully soon." I, I, I don't know. I was I was thinking a week in advance of I'm going to be able to record this week, not be uploaded this week. I that's my fault. You can yeah. yell at me. It makes more sense now. Yeah, <laughs> like, I I knew what I meant. I thought you knew what I meant. We'll make it work. Yeah, I'll be fine. I got I got teams lined up. It'll be okay. Yeah, I I know. Uh, we have the. Crystal Rain video you've been working on as well, and that's going to come out the. Uh, the goal the is 8th, the the goal right? is the eighth. Yeah, I'm going to spend if I can't get it all edited this weekend and get it up sooner. My goal is to spend the fourth that I have off, and I'll be home alone probably editing that. See, I unfortunately uh, work every weekend, including uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I will be working the fourth, but it's okay because uh, we are very much incentivized to work holidays and get paid very well to do so. Yeah, um, they're but all we're... all the higher up management's going to the lake anyway, so no one would be there to yeah run the store. <laughs> so I, it'd be it'd be me to go open it. And I'm just like, nah, it ain't worth my time. I'd have just yeah. left it closed. <laughs> yeah it'll be it'll be great i'm I'm excited to um like obviously i'm not like I, I don't celebrate anything on the fourth because i had to work i was i was telling my my old roommate uh that if we you know 
last year I was off for the fourth because I got hurt at work. Uh, I pulled something in my back, so I had like three days off because the plant was closed and that's all I could work at was the plant. I wasn't actually on a route. And so I told him, the next time I'm going to have a a 4th of July off is going to be in like 2024 or something absurd. <laughs> He's like, that. that's like forever away. I'm like, well, you know. So you can always I, come I either, bug me. I'll be at home. Uh, maybe. I might. I might actually stop by. It, it depends on where I'm working because right now um, I'm still working here, there, and everywhere. So I was actually, uh, the last couple of days, I was up in your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our buddy Cliff, who, you know, we used to play Magic with a lot, uh, he moved to Colorado. And so I was messaging him. He's like, yeah, I'm actually up in uh, Warrensburg picking up some stuff. I'm like, I literally just left there. <laughs> like you couldn't have said something like ten minutes ago, and I would could have stopped by and seen you. He was like, "Oh, I'm not actually in town. I'm just in town for like you know the next couple days." Like, oh, well, I still haven't seen you in like two years. Yeah, <laughs> you know, lived half an hour away from me, but um, you know that something happened a couple years back, and I, you know, like traveling was not really, uh, you know. Like, yeah. a thing people did for some reason. I don't, I I don't say, remember why. Yeah, we, uh, we had him over right before everything got shut down uh-huh. at the house. And then uh-huh. we hadn't really got to see him since. And we lived right down the road from him, so. Well, he, he's also one who is very, very precautious with, with yeah. everything. When it did get shut down, uh, he was very much on top of everything. And I think a part of that is, you know, he, him and his mother are in very, very close proximity and he doesn't want to get her sick or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I do completely, completely understand and respect his decision and I completely get it, especially when, when things were first bad, uh, you know, we, we did everything remote for a while and as things yeah. started to clear up and everything, and obviously, you know, as, as we made sure that we were fine every, every week to make sure that, you know, Hey, I'm not feeling great. I'm not going to come up. And yeah. Know, yeah. So we did the proper, proper precautions and everything, even if we didn't follow proper regulation. Yeah. What are we talking about? I feel like we've ranted for like 15 minutes and haven't talked Pokemon at all yet. I mean, it's <laughs> fine. It's the only NAI, NAIC. That's the only thing we really have to talk about this week. Never heard of it. I don't even um, know what that is. Oh, we also have the direct to speculate on for the 29th. You want me to be the bearer of bad news? What? Uh, the Direct is supposed to be like a mini showcase Direct and is most likely not going to involve Pokemon at all from what speculation I have seen online. Uh, they changed that a little bit because they had the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct separate from everything else. Uh, this This would be the Direct that they normally would do at E3. Mm-hmm. This is this is what this direct is coming up is. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, this is just something I had read on on Twitter between all of the uh, you know Pokemon news and everything. Um, a couple of the accounts I follow are like, "Hey, don't be alarmed if there's nothing actually showcased in this. Uh, we're probably not going to expect anything." So if it is cool, I mean, obviously we, we I would said love that about, new... Everyone said that about Pokemon Day too. Like, obviously, I would love new news, and if we get it, cool. Yeah. And if not, whatever. Like, it's not going to affect me either way. We're getting a ton out of the leaker community anyway. For so. sure. For sure. Like... Which, I I haven't really followed much of the, the leaker news. It's more of just, oh, it's yeah, It's a lot of just exists. Pokedex stuff. Yeah. That's all, that's like, all really that's what's going on right now, is people confirming things for the Pokedex. The the big thing is like all the riddles that are coming out. I don't care about that. Yeah, I, uh, I am not Tim, one to. Tim, our, one of our that. mods solved one. Yeah, and then uh, a certain PokeTuber did not give him the you know proper credit, but we 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 gonna hold no ill will against them. But come on, man. I didn't specify who. I'm just throwing that out there. I know, but come on, man. You know who you are. <laughs> not that you ever even watch or listen to us anyway. Mm-hmm. Just saying, give people the respect they deserve. I appreciate you, Tim. Thank you yes. for your your hard work and dedication in figuring out code. 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm actually not even on the. I think it's r slash Pokey Leaks. I don't know. I just see him on Twitter. <laughs> I don't even do that. I, I I have I see I see the Riddler code leaks on Twitter all the time. People talking about it. So. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but yeah, like this, this direct coming up is supposed to be our E3 since E3 got canceled due to COVID, um, way back in like March, they canceled it, Hmm. uh, which in all honesty, E3 was a dying thing. Anyway, people were literally pushing and pushing their news conferences earlier and earlier away from E3. So I'm not surprised to see E3 just dead. Yeah, just to just to have uh, your your event be the first one out there. Um, um, yeah, I expect E three to become back to the Penny Arcade Expo that it's supposed to be. It's not mm-hmm. going to be built around these big reveal, flashy conferences and things like that anymore. Yeah, if that they, would be that would be cool. Just, Sony yeah. has their own thing in December that they always do. Nintendo has a million directs a year. Xbox Microsoft, can host an event yeah. whenever they want. Yeah, it's Microsoft, just... Xbox, Bethesda, whatever, whatever you want to classify it as, all of them have. They can, they can hold, they could, yeah. si- they could start an event right now, and everyone will go and watch it. Like it's, yeah, like they don't need E3 to do this stuff anymore. So I listen to uh, Funhouse, which is you know it's a gaming centric uh, channel on YouTube. They they do a lot of uh, gaming content and everything related to it. Mm-hmm. And they also have a podcast, which is... It's mostly like a comedy show. And it used to be all about like gaming and gaming news and stuff like that. And it, it eventually has just turned into, oh, hey, here's this thing that happened this week. Mm-hmm. But like any anytime like something important does come up related to games, they usually try to cover it. So like they, they talked about the, the Bethesda news and all that this week. And so... I listen to it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool. That sounds great. Like I, <laughs> I don't, I don't actually Neat. care about it of any of these things. Like mm-hmm. the the things I care about, I already know about. You know, there's there's very few things that uh, are coming out that I, I truly do care about. Speaking of which, things that are coming out and I care about, I need to go download Fall Guys real quick. <laughs> yeah, my wife has been playing it a ton. This is your PSA. It's free right now on the Switch. Go pick it up. And let me tell you, it is a blast. Uh, I played back in season one when it first came live, and like it, it first started getting really popular. I'm just like, this game is so fun, and it it really is just a blast. So if you if you are interested in just like, it, it's the best way to describe it is it is a platforming uh, battle royale, which like I like the battle royale uh, gameplay. Um. I'm going to date myself. It is uh, most closely related to um, the most extreme challenge. I don't know if you, you might not be old enough to know what this show is. So oh, I've they, heard of it. So they would take old Japanese game shows, like try, like challenge shows, and they would voice over it because they're all they're all speaking. Yes, yes, yes. I remember the most extreme these, challenge. I remember this on like. Super late night, like TNT or like late night TV. Yeah, um, this is like this the same. It like is the same thing that was on during like Ninja Warrior and yeah. like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, it I was do on G four for a while. Yes, uh, MTV yes. Uh, had it for a little bit, but um, so it is very much. That's what Fall Guys is. Is this kind of goofy? challenges that aren't necessarily really based in the real world um and i think that's why kayla enjoys it so much because we've been watching mxc a little bit here and there in our free time and so when i told her fall guys is free on the switch she just like immediately downloaded it and that's what she plays right now it's just fall guys all the time lego star wars is on sale too (laughs) And let me tell you, I love me some Lego Star Wars. I about bought Borderlands today. I looked Dude, at it like four almost, times. I've almost bought Borderlands like every time it ever goes on sale. <laughs> and, like, uh, right I now just... it's for 20 bucks for all three games. That sounds about right. Same with like uh, Bioshock. I've always wanted to play them. And I've avoided spoilers to Bioshock for this long because I'm just like, I'm going to play it eventually. And I just never 
So I skipped one and two and went straight to infinite and I loved it. Really? Okay. And like, I've heard really, really good things about them, uh, but I have never actually played them. It's just another, it's just a weird take on like first person adventure. Like I own the first one for, for the, for my 360. I just have never played all the way through it. (laughs) Um... Also, speaking of note, uh, Scarlet and Violet pre-orders are available on Pokemon Center. Yeah, I since I do have the uh, the app store, I mean the the game store open currently, uh, it is on there. Yeah, there's and... digital copies on the Nintendo eShop, but there's di- there's physical copies available for pre-order through Pokemon Center. Sweet. Uh, will, you get a backpack. To... Some kind, you get a digital code for a backpack or something. We don't even know clue what it looks like. Very cool. Very, very cool. But yeah, that's been... That's the big Scarlet Violet news so far this week. Still no news on a gimmick. Um, honestly, I'm okay if we don't have one. I'd be, I'd be a happy camper. I'm really hoping... I'm really... Like... If we're going to talk about Scarlet and Violet for half a minute... I think... For, we kind of had this discussion the other day on the Discord. I think from a gameplay perspective, the idea behind these gimmicks that they have are very good for the casual player. Stuff like Mega Evolution, and, you know, you have your Dynamaxes and your Z-Crystals, and, like, obviously they tie in really well to... Uh, the anime and like the manga. I, I'm as, I don't actually know if they still make the manga. I'm assuming they do. I know I like the know. anime. I know the anime is obviously very popular. Pokemon um, Journeys is very popular right now. Let me tell you that. And so the the idea behind having these not only benefit like the casual fans, but also have like this connection to the anime fans and like everyone in between, and like having it on Pokemon Go is obviously a big deal. And I think they're very good for that group. But when it comes to the minor the minor group of people who are the competitive players, I genuinely don't particularly care for them when it comes to the dynamic play. Um, stuff like Mega Evolution, I don't particularly care for. Z-Moves, I don't really care for. Dynamax, it's fine. Like, of the three, I would most likely rather have Dynamax. I think that it can lead to very dynamic plays, obviously. Like, hence why, you know, it's the play on words. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it can lead to very offensive plays. It can lead to, you know, setting up these defenses boosts. So you can live extra hits or setting up speed boosts. And so you can take over the game that way. You know, there's a lot that you can do with Dynamax that I think is very good. The... Downside is, is after playing it for what three years now, two years mm-hmm. now, uh, just just three. over two years. Uh, yeah, coming up on three here in it'll be in three in November. November. It's just kind of, I'm just kind of over it. Like I, I'm ready for something new, and if that something new is nothing, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like I would rather just take nothing. Like give me nothing at this point. Um. There's a reason I'm really good at Gen 1 random battles, right? Like, no Dude, gimmick I is love, good. <laughs> I love Gen 1 randats. I, I have played any, like, here the last several weeks, because I haven't really been involved with Series 12 or anything, especially because of everything going on in my, my personal life where I haven't had a chance to actually do so. Um, anytime I want to play, I just fire up and play one or two randats, and they're great, and I love them. And it still keeps me involved with, like, you know, obviously I, I want to finish Blue Kaizo, so, like, playing Gen 1 keeps me in tune with that, so, like, stuff is really cool there. Uh, and, like, I messaged you the other day, I'm like, hey, did you know Polyrath has access to Amnesia? Yep, I because knew that. I did not! <laughs> like, this is not something I've ever seen before, and as a result, not something that I was even aware existed. Um yep. So, you know, just, they're cool, they're great, and no gimmick, I think, would be the best thing that I would like to see. I agree. I'm, I'm hoping that 
there is obviously going to be... I feel like it's very obvious to people that there is going to be some type of, like, time travel or something, like, time-esque appeal to these games based on the graphics we've seen. The The big thing is, is I hope it's just gameplay mechanics and not actual, like, competitive and, like... I hope it's all, like, story-based and not gameplay-based, I guess is yeah. the best way to put it. Um, a lot of people are speculating that the open-world part of the game is the is the gimmick for the game. Which, if so, that's fine. Yeah. I, I actually would very much welcome that. Um, um, just being a traditional Pokemon game with open-world aspects to it, I think would be very good. Yeah. Um, people are speculating that we're going to get all of them. Because of the Pokemon that we've seen in trailers. Um, so, who knows? But My bet is on not all of them. Um, but, you know, that's just also my, my personal opinion. And have nothing to say related to it. <laughs> oh, okay. You're ready to move on to NAIC... Top cut, you know, the the big thing that went on this weekend, and instead we spent twenty ish minutes talking about life. Anything else? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, this it's... is this is like the part of the show that I was actually like involved with because uh, you know my life is a dumpster fire right now, so I haven't been able to watch everything like I want. Yeah, uh, you're a little bit behind. I got to watch most of the top cut and the finals, and I got to pretty much listen to all of day one i listened to a good chunk of day one um between like cleaning the house and doing yard work and packing an apartment and you know just everything else that's going on i had it on basically all day to some point just like oh that's a really interesting line you know just obviously listening to it because the commentary is fantastic i cannot yeah, they do a, enough they do a fantastic job of ex- describing the game state at all times it like, is, it is, they were talking about it today on Discord of how welcoming VGC is as a viewer experience versus the TCG. And I think that's very, very true. And like, like they said today when we were talking about it, uh, TCGs are very hard to watch live content for. This is something that you and I can specifically attest to because oh yeah, we spent how many years watching and playing competitive magic, you know, it, this is something that we have seen and like watching it as an outsider i i remember you know i i've had i had it on multiple times and tiff would come in she's like i don't understand this game and just get up and leave whereas i'm just like what what don't you understand it's perfect it it makes perfect sense if you're paying attention yeah if you're paying attention to it it makes great sense but if you look away for 30 seconds you'll be lost forever whereas with this you know she knows all the pokemon she's able to tell me stuff about them and i'm able to have a conversation with her about them and it's way more welcoming to say to go you know to be able to look at the screen go oh hey there's charizard and venusaur what's going on here Mm -hmm. like it's way catchier to go oh there's a kyogre like these are pokemon that like people know you know yeah so like it's way more welcoming to everyone than looking at a table and go i think that's a i think that's a palkia but i can't really tell uh over under on you on you picking out a palkia in in the current tcg format is very high i'll tell you that right now well to be fair this is also origin form palkia which not everyone's going to be able to tell you what that is it's just like huh that looks really weird Nah, what I'm saying is, is you just picking a card at random and guessing, oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. it's going to be like, very high that Palkia is what's up on the table right now. Palkia, very good. Who knew? If, it, if it's not a Palkia or a Sobble, I'd be very surprised. I know there was a Mewtwo V or whatever at on top four this week at NAIC yeah. in the top tables, but... Mew is, Mew is very good, or was there for a while, um, and now, like, now that, uh... Astral Radiance has come out, which is the most recent set. Um, it is very, very cool to have 
uh, Palkia be like the, easily the best deck. Um, before before Astral Radiance came out, we had uh, Brilliant Stars, yep. I think. Yep. And like Arceus came in in that set, and it was very very good. And that was the first set where we introduced V Stars as a mechanic, and so having access to that is obviously interesting as well because you're adding in new game mechanics and that's that's something that like pokemon as well as like magic and other tcgs do is they constantly are adding new mechanics so it's much harder as an older player to come in and go what's going on over here i don't i don't recognize this that's weird Stop i it. will say it is much easier to follow pokemon than it is to follow magic right now Oh, you weren't kidding. There is a Mewtwo. What is this list? I told you. I I had heard about it on Twitter. Oh, like... oh, this is sick. Okay, so <laughs> there is this subset of promos they made that are called V-Unions. Yep. Uh, which are, like, you had to have four of them. There's yep. one of each corner. And they all had to be in your graveyard to bring it out. And you put all four of them as one big Pokemon. Yep. And each corner has a different attack. So this Pokemon uh, has four attacks, which for Pokemon is absurd. Most have uh, one, uh, some have two, and very, very few have three. So let alone to have four is absurd. Uh-huh. They're also playing Miltank. Oh, this deck is cool. I oh. own, like, all of this. I might have to slap this together just to play I was about to say, it. Carter's got a new pet project. No, nah, not really. <laughs> we just, we own, uh, because my girlfriend works for our local LGS, we have every product that ever comes out anymore. So just like all these V-Union boxes and everything we have, and we just have in a, a promo binder. Well, there so, you like, go. Yo, this is sick. I didn't know. This is so cool. Um... Arceus Flying Pikachu won the event. Yes. What is this? This is so bizarre. Like, yeah. I expected a bunch of Arceus and Teleon and Palkia and Teleon. And then people come in with flying Pikachu and win. This is so cool. And Mewtwo, like, top four. This is awesome. I need to send this to Tiff. There you go. Something good to come out of NAIC TCG for you. Yeah, this is this is awesome. Um, on the topic of TCG, I heard someone got DQ'd yeah well okay yes there was actually a dq for a guy palming cards uh which i'm what are you, that's a, fucking, what what are you a magician just hiding just hiding cards in your hand while holding i, I guess man like <laughs> evidently this guy is also like a known cheater like he's done it in events past and so instead of banning him they just slapped him on the wrist and said okay you're you're dq'd you feel like after so many of times you would just realize, oh, just don't let him play anymore. Oh, you would think so, man. But, but... I, I, I will say that there's always going to be someone trying to cheat someone in TCG. That's just the nature of the game. People want to win, and they want to get every incremental advantage. Oh, for sure. Like, and so that's why you keep an eye out for that stuff, is when you can catch them... They're usually never, they're usually are just everyone's, once they're caught once, they usually have everyone's eyes on them for the rest of the, for the rest of the time they play the game. Yep. Uh, whereas in VGC, it is much harder to do that now because they have awesome checks and balances. It's, it's absurd. But whatever, man. Transitioning um, from the TCG to the VGC world. One, one last TCG comment. Oh gosh. I'm assuming you heard about the guy who played one round with jumbo cards. Uh, it was more than one round. <laughs> it was? Uh, so here's the rule. So they they had to go into, go into a had to go into the rules and see if there was a rule on playing with the oversized cards, right? Which there was not. Which there wasn't. So he was he was allowed to play with them for that round. However, if he he wasn't allowed to switch back. He had to continue to play with the oversized cards. Oh my good lord. That's because amazing. that's what he submitted. <laughs> Something about having potential to um, 
do something with the car, like going from the big ones to the small ones, something or something going on there. Um, and so the fact that there's no jumbo energy or trainers meant that he just had a deck he couldn't ever win a game with. From my understanding, he did have a single game win because a guy conceded and said, I want to play a game three. <laughs> so. like, that's the only way you win games is by your opponent giving you wins. Oh, 100%. Um, but it was super duper cool. Yeah, it's it's so cool. I I love it. I expect there will be a rule I, by, yes. by Worlds that will say you can no longer play with Jumbo novelty cards. Well, that's how um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Had its, now has a deck limit size compared to back when I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, casually. Um, back then, there was no upper limit. And... This guy showed up to, I think, Worlds with a 420 deck. I've heard deck. about this story. Yep. <laughs> it's, and like The deck went, stood like seven inches off the table or something. Uh, no, it like the deck box is like, I kid you not, like four feet long. And he had a, like two guys help carry it in between rounds. Um, he was a judge. It, the story I've heard is he was a judge and told uh, Konami, this is something you all need to address before someone does something about it. They're like, no, nah, it'll be fine. So he's like, alright, well I'm going to be that guy then. And yeah, so I'll do it. he sh- showed up to Worlds or Nationals or something with it. And uh, after registering the deck and having multiple judges uh, have to go through the deck lists, because it was like basically a pamphlet of pages he had to turn in. Um... <laughs> He agreed to drop from the tournament on the condition that they changed the rule because he and the judging staff uh, concluded that he was not able to properly randomize his deck, and so he voluntarily disqualified himself. Well, there you go. Um, I can't think of anything in Magic, anybody doing anything like that. No, nothing, nothing stupid like that, no. No, we don't. We don't have any crazy stories like that. But wizards does that all on their own. We don't. They don't need our help to uh, yeah, mess wizards, their game up. Wizards, yeah, screws up their own games. I'm not really worried about that. Yeah, we. we they don't need anybody else's help. Oh man. So okay. NAIC was this weekend. Yeah, BGC time. <laughs> so NAIC finals. Let's talk about this uh, top cut here. Yes. 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 So, uh, we had 318 players in Masters, um, X and 2 was guaranteed for Day 2, is that right? Yes, X and 2 was guaranteed for Day 2, there were... I did the math on Discord, uh, it was like 21... 11, I think was the correct number, 11 X and 2s or something like that. I don't remember. And then, uh, a handful of X and 3s were able to make it in as well, based on, based on Resistance. And, um, so, you know, X and 2 was guaranteed, and so that gave us our top 32, which then played five additional rounds of Swiss on day two, yep. uh, plus a top eight single elimination, leading to Sunday, where we had, uh, the finals of all three divisions, right? We had yep. all three juniors, divisions. seniors, and, and masters, yes. Yep. Uh, for both VGC and TCG, where today... Pokin and Pokemon Go ended on Saturday. Oh, okay. I did not actually know that. This was Pokin's last event in the in the United States. Ship it off, man. Yep. Um which funnily enough, Unite had their regional finals last week during Milwaukee. Yes. For NAEU and whatnot. Um, there's been a lot of uproar about people just like, why, why didn't you bring Unite to NAIC? Why, you literally held it the same week. Why didn't you just hold it the same weekend? Um, Carl, Carl, Carl. There's Carl. people talking about that. They, they don't know what they're doing. They're a small indie company. Leave them alone. I need you um, to stop harassing Nintendo like this. It's not even Nintendo we're harassing. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop harassing Game Freak. Nope, still incorrect. 
the Pokemon Company. There you go. Am I, am I, they're even even smaller in, small indie company. I don't know what you expect. Um, but <laughs> there's there's been a lot of people asking why they didn't do it all the same weekend. But anywho, um, I'm sad to see Pokemon Go. I think it was one of the more unique. Uh, Pokemon games to be, have a competitive scene. I agree. It was from what I've watched. It was really cool. It was definitely a really cool event. Um, but anywho, congrats to James Evans getting the win at NAIC. Your NAIC 2022 champion. Um, I think he played the same exact six that he brought to Milwaukee. I can tell you in two seconds. I know it was Calyrex, Sha- uh, Calyrex Shadow Groudon. I know that much. I just don't remember if it's the exact same six. I'm pretty sure it is. Let's see. Um. Let's see. Oh, he doesn't have it pinned in his Twitter. I just tried. check Victory Road. Yeah, but, like, I already had Twitter open. You should have had Victor Road open, too. I mean, I do. But when I Google his name, it it took me to his Twitter. Yes, it is the same six. All right, cool. See, I I don't even know why you're worried. I got there. (laughs) Um, But James Evans ended up getting the win this time. Um... Against Gabriel Agati Madeira. Um, very, very good player from Brazil. Um, makes the trip to a good chunk of events. Uh, not all of them U- United States events, but makes a good makes a good trip, I think, uh, at least two or three times a year to the bigger ones. Just to try and earn his world's invite. Which I think any kind of top cut at this, if you had any kind of points left over, means that he was guaranteed to make worlds. Worlds made is top cut six hundred. Is that right for Latin America? No, no, no. For for NA, uh, NA is four hundred. Oh, okay. So they have adjusted point totals for this year. Got it. Um, which I believe Latin America only needed three hundred. Yeah, I mean, there's there's his uh, world invite right there. Pretty much, cool. right? Um, so got that, no problem. Um, oh goodness, uh, James uh, ended up being the one seed as well, coming out of the second rounds of Swiss on day two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chongjun was actually the undefeated player at the end of day one, and. and then, uh... Ended up in your your three seed here, yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty. I mean, like uh, if we're if we're going through top cut teams here, uh, you know, going by seed, uh, there's some really cool stuff. Obviously, uh, James ended up playing and winning with the the Groudon Cali Shadow team. This is basically just like Rinya Sun minus Zard add Thundee. Yeah, like, you, you improve your Rinya matchup by adding Thunderous. You have Venusaur to improve your Kyogre matchup. Um, your Pokemon that aren't restricted Pokemon are really good into, like, Swordfish matchups. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. Gastrodon, Venusaur, Thundee, all, and, and even Incineroar do really well into these double steel physical attackers with Kyogre a lot of the time. And, you know, as, as James went through the top cut bracket here, uh, did end up taking down two Swordfish teams, uh, one carried by Terran Birdie, and then, uh, of course, Gabriel in the finals as well. Um, so Terran here, of course, also had Amoongus, Charizard, Whimsicott, and Thunderous of their own. Um, Zhe Zhang played uh, Groudon and Cali Shadow as well. Uh, Charizard, Venu, Ensign, and Grimmsnarled around out their team. Joe UX9 in your four seed here playing Lunaladon uh, with, of course, Ensign, Charizard, Venu, and Grim as well. 
Over on the other side of the bracket, we have our two seed versus our seven. We have Justin Verns versus James Beck. Yep. Also, if you're not if you're not following James's content, uh, his stuff is great as well. I would highly, highly, highly recommend uh, James Beck's content to anyone who's looking to better themselves at this game, which I'm assuming is everyone in our audience. Yeah, I'm assuming. Highly, so, yeah. highly recommend uh, James Beck. Uh, his content is very good, and I believe uh, he's back to uploading pretty frequently. I think so. Uh, so looking looking at the teams here, uh, Justin playing Cali, Ice plus Palkia, uh, Amungus, P2, Tapu Fini, and Ensign to round out the team. James Beck playing Cali, I uh, excuse me, Cali Shadow plus Zacian, Ensign, Gastro, Rillaboom, and Thundee to round that out. Uh, of course, we've talked about Gabriel down here in your sixth seed, and then your three seed is Chongjong Ping, uh, playing your Groudon plus Zacian, uh, Ensign, Charizard, Gastro, and Grimmsnarl. But, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know what people expected going into this event, but I feel like the only team that sticks out is Joe's team down here with Lunaladon. Like, Lunala is not a restricted Pokemon you see a ton of in this format. Obviously, we have seen a ton of, like, Palkia plus Cali Ice as of the last several tournaments that we've covered. Um, you know, obviously placing very, very well. And a restricted duo that I think is way better than people give it credit for. Um, but, like, Lunala is something that I believe last week I identified as, like, something I... I wanted to do well this weekend. And obviously, you know, Joe is a phenomenal player. Um, mm-hmm. So for him to come out and to do very well with his team, he could pilot a ham sandwich to a victory. Like, it, the guy's very, very good. Yeah. I'm convinced he's cursed, unfortunately, when it comes to top cuts. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe it was his... I believe it was Salt Lake City... He played against Chongjun. Chongjun knocked him out with some terrible, terrible luck. Um, and then this weekend, it happened again. Uh, there were every time he was on camera in day two and in top eight, I believe his luck just went to just went down the crapper, man. Like he got burned and he double missed P blades, and there it could go wrong. It did go wrong for him. Yeah, that's rough. I think I said it like twice this weekend that Joe is just cursed. Like, he's a fantastic player and he can play himself out of these terrible spots, but he is, he is cursed, unfortunately. And we gotta break it so he can actually do... so he can win Worlds for us. Because that's the goal, right? We want him to win Worlds because I believe he's... Uh, if he is not currently the number one points leader in NA, he is really dang close. Mm-hmm. And it'd be super cool... To have his just whole pedigree end in a world's victory this year. Yeah, um, I, I think I think it would be very very cool for him to come out and win worlds. Obviously, there's a ton of people who are going to cheer for like all the big names, you know, between like Aaron Zhang and uh, actually Aaron. I don't believe qualified for worlds. I yeah, he did not qualify is... for worlds this year. He uh, had a very rough start to day one and then could not make it back. I believe um, he said that uh, he does not plan on playing any events between now and then. So I'm hoping what that means is we're going to see Aaron Zane commentary at Worlds. Yes, that's what it will be. Uh, I would there be are very no more events between now and there. Are, there are no more events between now and Worlds. Oh, you're right. You're right. I knew that. I was like, of course he's not playing any, any events because there is no more events. I knew that. This is this was it. This was your last shot. If you did car, not car, qualify car. for Worlds after this. Go get Carl. a spectator pass. Reading is hard. <laughs> we've we've established this. I can't read. <laughs> you only read when you want to read. Let's be honest. Um, I think we also mentioned this uh, last week about Lunala. I just I do not see it being a very good team anymore. Like it was great when Zacian was very very good. And I don't think Zacian's actually that great anymore. <laughs> I think I think Zacian's um, much weaker now than it was. 
mainly due to the fact that there's a lot of these teams have developed very good ways of dealing with Zacian, very good ways of countering it, having a good answer for it. And a lot of Zacian's play patterns have become very predictable. Um, you're almost locked into playing play rough anymore because if you don't, Palkia will destroy you. Which, to be fair, I've always felt three attack plus protect was my favorite Zacian set anyway. Uh, so, like, Play Rough plus Sacred Sword, I think, has just always been what I, my go-to. Um, dropping dropping Sacred Sword may be correct moving it's forward. It's not. <laughs> I said may. I didn't say you, it was you have to be right able play, to hit but... um, opposing uh, Incineroar for super mm-hmm. effective. you got to be able to two-shot them. And more importantly, you have to be able to hit them through Intimidate Drops, I think is the big thing there as well. Well, Sacred Sword only cares about defense raises, not uh, attack drops. I could have swore it ignores all boosts. It ignores drops. it ignores all defense boosts, all defense changes in the opponent. That's not right. Am I? If I've been misreading this move forever, probably Sacred Sword ignores all defense changes in the opponent's uh, defense stat. The so you can stat changes don't affect, huh? So it doesn't matter what they do to you. It's if, no. If, I could have sworn, dude. The way I have always understood this is it ignores uh, all stat changes in damage calc. But no, it's just defense and evasion stats. Interesting. Yep. yep. It ignores. Man, all... reading is so hard. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why you play it is so like you can beat up the things that want to sit there and click iron defense in front of you, right? You want to be able to beat up Incineroar and those Bronzongs and things like that. Also, just lets you beat up opposing seal types really well. Did you know Oshawott could get Sacred Sword as an egg move? Neat. Today I learned. Well, now you do. Um, Yeah, Lunala, I just don't see Lunala ever being great anymore. Um, These Calyrex Shadow Groudon teams... Are the better Groudon plus Ghost type teams, in my opinion. I'm not disagreeing, but Lunala looks cooler. So, there's my argument. Um, <laughs> I'm also, like, against these Calyrex Ice Palkia teams now. I just don't think they do really well anymore. Like, the average player can't pick this up and sweep an event with it anymore. There's just too many things that have to go right for the Trick Room player. In order for you to win the game. Trick Room is a hard sell, man. Like, um, man, when it is good, it is absurd. I like the Reshiram versions more, I think, than the Palkia versions. Mainly due to the fact that Zacian can't hit you super effectively. It, it's really interesting. Um, because, like, both are able to affect Kyogre in a different way. Um, Reshiram being able to live a billion hits and change the weather to be able to live more of them is obviously very good. Whereas Falk is just like, yeah, I don't, I don't care what you've got going on. I'll, I'll take those hits all day. Yeah. Um, the downside is that Reshiram is also weak to, uh, Groudon, which obviously I'm going to expect to play more Zacian than I am Groudon. So having this ground weakness is, not as bad as it seems, especially when you're able to potentially counteract that in team building as, like, I, I mean, obviously, that's what you play five other Pokemon for, is to mitigate your weaknesses of your Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I will say, of all the teams here, I, I think I like Gabriel's the most in terms of, like, tools and damage output and everything like that james's team is very good into gabriel's Mm -hmm. which is part of the reason why he just got rolled in the finals um overall gabriel's team is very very good i think if you're going to worlds and the format doesn't change too terribly much something similar to this Mm -hmm. with the tailwind plus double intimidate plus uh, steel type that answers Kyogre plus Zacian Kyogre is just really, really good. I also think just like 
dropping the the Lando for Grimstarl and essentially just playing Crystal Rain is also just acceptable. Uh, uh, Crystal Rain would be dropping the Lando, dropping the Tornadus, and dropping the Cartana. Yeah, but like I also think Cartana is just good on these rain teams. Um, the big thing is, is if you're not playing Tornadus and you're playing Grimmsnarl, you need to make sure that you can, uh, effectively outspeed the Caloric Shadow all the time. Mm-hmm. Which, if your speed control is you tricking an Iron Bar or clicking Thunder Wave, that isn't guaranteed. Correct. Um, my, because... my thought process behind wanting Tornadus and Grimmsnarl um, is that it still lets you do the hyper-offensive things with Kyogre and, like, your Sashian and your Cartana as well. Um, mm. but, like, having the extra utility of Grimstar lets you play these slower, grindier games if you really need to. Yeah. So it, it makes you more of a, like, traditional mid-range team by being able to play hyper-offense or bulky defense, depending on what you need. Obviously, like, this is just me rambling on about a very minor change, not even minor, like, it's still a pretty major change, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, like, anytime you're you're changing a decent Dynamax Mon or, like, to a defensively pivoting, uh, you know, wall, it is a very big difference. You're, you're very reliant on Zashian Kyogre and Kartana to clean up games, and losing that offensive presence of Landorus and, 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 like, to an extent, being able to just constantly intimidate cycle between Landorus and Ensign also makes you weaker into other matchups. Yeah. Like, like I said, Gabriel's team just hard loses the James's team just because mm-hmm. James has very good answers for Kyogre. It has very good answers for Cartana. Landorus is always scared of that Thunderous because you do not want to double intimidate that Thunderous. You will be sad. Even um, even getting one off is just like, yeah, we're not in great shape anymore. Yeah, because then you're then you're fighting a plus one thunderous with your landorus, and I'm just like, you may be able to hit it with rockfall, like in Dynamax, but it's hitting you with a plus one max airstream, mm-hmm. and then it outspeeds you the next turn, and it just snowballs from there. Yeah, it, um, it uh, doesn't particularly end well all the time. So yeah, like anything like Gabriel's team, if you just go into worlds. And you want to make day two, hundred percent something like that. That'll get you to day two fairly easily. Same thing with something like James's team. It's very standard on paper, and it'll get you to day two pretty easily, probably. That was, I mean, that's the hope, right? Yep. Um, I want to look at some of these top sixty-four teams before we get out of here and move on. Um, I know we talked a little bit about. There is this one. I'm trying to find it. I don't think it made day two, but I think it did well enough to be near the top forty or fifty. I, I know it was you. on. I know it was on camera at the end. It was like help Ditto me help you. What and are we looking for? Ditto and Urshifu and I have not seen a Ditto while scrolling through these teams. It specifically was like Ditto, Urshifu, Sheninja, or something like that. Uh, let's see. The closest I got is Clefairy, Sheninja, Raichu. <laughs> Where's the... Oh, I see it. I see it. Uh, Mando's team in 33rd year. Yavelta Ogre. And then Raichu, Sheninja, Kartana, Clefairy. Yeah, that's a... I think we've talked about this team before. It's something pretty we've... pretty dang close, if not. Um, um, there's a ditto in 24th in the hands of Jesse Romalo, but it's Dialga plus Kyogre, which is actually a pretty unique combination of, of restrictions as well. Yeah. Um, Ensign, Rillaboom, Ditto, and Tornado surrounded out. Colossal um, in 27th. Never heard of it. Oh man, let me tell you. <laughs> this is Celestela in ninth. There's a Celestela. There is a Celestela in ninth. Neat. Talk about a very unique Pokemon. Something there, we don't there for see a hot anymore. Minute, uh, when it was first introduced, I thought it was Grass type. I thought it was Grass flying. I was like, yeah, this is just way better. 
uh, Tropius. And then I'm like, no, this is clearly not a flying type. This is grass steel. Like, but that doesn't make sense because we Still also have wrong. Cortana. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just got really tree vibes from it. And, like, I obviously mean, that's like very incorrect. But it's it's isn't it like the bamboo jet Pokemon or something? I believe so. That sounds correct. Isn't it called the bamboo jet Pokemon? It is. The launch Pokemon. The launch Pokemon, yeah, okay. Uh, let's see, according to Bulbapedia, Celesteela is a steel flying type. It is known... Da, 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 da. UBO4 Blaster. <laughs> sure. Celesteela is a large, vaguely humanoid ultra beast. <laughs> Uh, with a bodily construction that resembles a cross between a space shuttle and a bamboo chute. Neat. It has a small white head with tiny mouth and a skinny neck with three segments. Which, dude, its head is so weird. It, like, its head's so tiny. Yeah, like, you can barely see its eyes. Oh, let's see. What else interesting things we got going on here? Uh, Kyle Livinghouse had Mimikyu here in 17th, just outside looking in on top 16. Yeah, the Mimikyu uh, popped up. I think he popped up on camera with it, and the Mimikyu was not impressive, unfortunately. A uh, bunch of the Rain Shedinja team, uh, the, the French Rain teams going on. I know, I believe Tiki ended up playing it, is that right? Uh, Tiki was playing Calyrex Palkia with Quick Claw Mungus. Was it Nino then? Uh, Nino. Nino's play- yeah. he has been playing the French Rain team for a very long time. Yeah, it's it's also super sweet. Also, shout-outs to Nino and Chase and Adam on your on your uh, top th- uh, your top 64 finishes here. Like, yeah, great huge, job, boys. Huge shout-outs to them. Um, also, huge shout-out to, of course, Evan... Uh, for not only like going five and four at the event, but like also working, like working, doing for... the VGC pace thing the entire time. It's too. just like absolutely absurd. Uh, uh, Evan is a mad, like just complete mad lad. He's already home too, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's already back. <laughs> oh, I need to. I need to make sure that he got his stuff. Um, I don't know. Um. There was a there was um, I heard in the usage report that in day two there were ten slow bros in day one. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, so do you remember the slow bro Yveltal Groudon team? Yes, that's... and I know I know it was on camera. There were ten of those. Oh my gosh! That's I love it. So hot! I love it, dude. There's a there's a Coco in 49th. Yeah, I saw that with um, Lunaladon. Lunaladon, Coco, Amoongus, Ensign, Zard. Um, Adam had the only Araquanid. To the surprise of no one, Adam plays Pokemon he likes. And, like, dude, coming out and getting a 6-3 and with, like, Araquanid of all Pokemon, it's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this Araquanid team. Uh, one of the people over in, in DPEC were talking about wanting to play Araquanid. I'm like, boy, howdy, do I have a team for you. <laughs> Let me help you out. <laughs> and then uh, Adam ended up you know, also just like completely killing it at uh, NAIC as well. I was going to say, I, I transitioned us back to our camera page uh, bef- a little too early. Um there was a Xerneas in top 64. <laughs> it was 62nd. Yep. I, I, the dream was alive there for a little while. I believe um, it was the only Xerneas. It is. It is the okay. only Xerneas. Yep. Um, okay. Lots of Lunaladons, man. Yeah, I told you Lunaladons popular. It's just not the greatest right now. <laughs> I mean, Your I'll, shadow I'll take... shield is great, except for when everything outspeeds you and you can't fake it out. <laughs> I wonder. I'm sure Evan has already done the math, 
but man, there's a lot of swordfish. Oh there's yeah, so much swordfish. I wonder if Zacian has been overtaken by Kyogre's most played, restricted. It's probably closer than I want to give it credit for. There's there's obviously a ton of Zacian still. And, I mean, there's also, like, there's more Zacians by themselves than there are Kyogres by themselves. So, hmm. Really, really interesting tournament. I'm excited to go back and actually get time this week to hopefully watch. I counted 37 Zacian. That's absurd. In the top 64. I'm uh, currently going through and counting Kyogres. Okay, I'll count Crowd on then. Twenty-three Kyogre. You said thirty-seven Zacian. Yep. Man, that's a lot. Man, where's Evan's like stat usage when I need it? I counted nineteen Crowd on too. Look, man, only one of us can be yawning on this cast, and I already claimed it. No, you didn't. That's fair. You did not claim it. Oh, man. You're welcome. I started it. That's the worst part. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Yeah, there is a lot of cool cool teams at this event. Um, Go check out Victor Road. They have all of it. uh, Top 64 posted there for you. Um, if you're looking for something cool for worlds or looking for something for ladder, definitely go check that out. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Hint, hint, go play Colossal. It's still really good. I am. I wonder if it's time to run back the Araquanid team just to give it some more <laughs> airtime. Dude, the team's um, so fun. I think there's a new rental code, so you might want to go pick up the new rental. I'll, I'll have to message Adam and ask. As he posted it on his Twitter. It's on Twitter. Know. Yep, it's on Twitter. That's the only reason I know it's because it's on Twitter. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Oh, hey, I found it. Hey, look at that. Goodness. It's going to be a long day tomorrow. I'll tell you that. I I agree. Uh, this week has been poopy. We to, are uh, dog sitting for our neighbors. I can hear Hippo in the background. Hippo the dog, not Hippo the animal, just to be yes, clear. Yes, Hippo the dog, yes. Hippo the dog. Hippo is a big old teddy bear, and all he wants to do is love on you um, and never come inside and or listen because he can't hear you. Uh, he is deaf, and all he wants to do is just love on you. Okay, so we talked NAIC, TCG, VGC, random life stuff. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Um, I don't think so, man. You know, we, um, we went on a few a few rants today, and I think they were good rants. <laughs> good rants all the same. Okay, then let's get out of here for the night. All right, time to go to bed. Yeah. (laughs) Time to go to bed as soon as I get this sent. (laughs) Yeah. Let's get out of here. Yep. So, uh, as always, everyone, thank you so much for watching. If you're listening over on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done already. And uh, ring that bell for notifications when we go live with new videos. Uh, Like I said at the top of the show, hopefully... In the next couple weeks, my life settles down and I can get back to streaming and uh, possibly get over on the YouTube channel there as well and get all that stuff uh, situated. Um, past that, you can always follow us over on all the other uh, all the other podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. We can leave those five star reviews. Uh, check us out on Twitter at LR Lessons. Myself at Mister Missouri Twenty Five. Carl is at VGC. Uh, Carl is at Musical VGC. Excuse me. Yes. Uh, you of course can also go check us out on Twitch at Mister Missouri Twenty Five and at Musical. 
And if you're really interested, you can come and join our community Discord, where you get to hang out with us, play in all of our events that we have going on. Uh, you know, we obviously have like team building groups and all that that we have going on at basically all hours of the day. Um, yeah, somebody's almost always active somewhere in the Discord, even if it's one of us. <laughs> I, I I also like to point out that like we're also like very user friendly. You know, if if you come in and say I've never played a game, what do I need to start with? By all means, you're in the right place. We yeah, are someone will point you in the right direction. You. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, check out the, the website at lrlessons.com. Uh, you can go ahead and check out the merch page while you're there and pick you up a fantastic t-shirt or a glass or all kinds of stuff. Hat, um, stickers. No sandals because Carl hates me. I'm just they saying. They also would be expensive. I'm just saying. One purchase would make it worth it. If I can convince one person to buy them, it would be worth it. <laughs> they would have to. They would have to sell them for like thirty dollars. That, that's fine. That's not fine. I've spent more on shoes. Goodness. <laughs> um. You can't afford that and gas card. It doesn't work out. That's sure. how this works. <laughs> Hecking. True. I would rather people be able to afford food than our merch. Like, we don't have to break the bank here. Hacking true. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, Anchor support. Of course, you can always go and uh, check us out on Anchor. And uh, for as little as 20 or 25 cents an episode, you can keep our lights and doors and all those stuff on and open and all that good stuff. Really uh, if you're listening on Spotify, we greatly appreciate it because our Spotify ad revenue changed. So the way Spotify had been working before is mm-hmm. any play was getting you an ad sent. Any okay. any play, whether you listen to the ad or not. Well, now if people listen to the ad, mm-hmm. uh, we get more, but we don't get it per play. Now we get it per listen for the ad. But we're getting more money in the long run. Interesting. So if you're on Spotify, listen to the ad. <laughs> Go find uh, it. It's it's going to be a mid-roll ad because that's the only way I can get anybody to listen to them. Papa Swish messaged me. He's like, I love the fact that your ads always cut Carl off mid-sentence. Yep. And it's like, look, man, I don't set them up, but I'm sure like Carl could probably do some fancy editing to make it where that ha- doesn't happen. He's like... No, leave it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh so Anchor gives a timestamp and uh-huh. I put the timestamp in and it just sometimes it just moves and it happens to cut me off. <sighs> Alright, well, you know. Thanks, Anchor. Yeah. Oh yeah, well. I I love our community, man. They're fantastic. Yep. If you are interested in uh hanging out and listening to me rant about life you're in the right spot. Oh, we'll have an update on our live event circuit on our event circuit probably next week. Yep, for sure. Hopefully sooner rather than later. But now we'll that all IRL events are pretty much done through to worlds, we'll have time to sit down and talk about that stuff and think about figure life. out what we're gonna do there because the current system is not working and we gotta figure out what to do next. Yep. But it'll be alright. We'll figure it out then. So yep. I got a whole lot of nothing else, man. I think that's it. Alright, so, as as always, everyone, thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.